up? Welcome to Cover 3. It's your boy, not Stephen Fellows. Kyler Smith's here filling in for Stephen Fellows this week. Our co-host is out. Wish the best to him. But let's see what we got from Travis today. All right, all right. Welcome back to Cover 3. I know it's been a little bit since the last episode. Um, want to give a shout-out to uh, our boy, our, our, our co-host who's not here tonight. Uh, he's up in the uh, Nashville area up, up there where the, the bombing occurred. Um, so, hey, wish you all the best of luck. Get your uh, internet and your phone back to working, brother, and we'll, we'll be happy to see you back here shortly. Um, real quick, tonight we've got a couple guests uh, from the University of Ohio. Uh, we've got their head coach, Tane Elliott, and then we have also got their offensive uh, team captain, Nico, uh, that's with us tonight. Um, so, hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being on here tonight. Greatly appreciate having both of you all with us. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us. Uh, super excited. Excited to get this season rolling. Uh, I know Nico, also known as Rip Total, is pretty excited as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Pretty excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ready? Man, I'm just so glad it's it, it, we're, we're literally in exhibition week. Uh, so it's almost like preseason, and uh, you know, man, I'm in, I'm excited to see you know some of these games tomorrow. I think we'll have some good games uh, tomorrow night and then Wednesday night as well. So excited to see some of these teams come out and, and uh, see how they do. Um, real quick, this is a Max special podcast. We are going to focus uh, 99.99% of this on the Mac. Um, <laughs> So just want to give a shout-out to all the MAC players, all the MAC coaches. Wish you all the best of luck this season. Uh, and definitely look forward to seeing all y'all on the field. Um, and, and look, guys, go out in week one. Have a great game. Let's show these uh, Power 3 conferences that uh, the match is not a pushover game, right? So, um, so tonight what we're going to talk about is if there was an all-MAC first team um how would that sort of look like and what we you know individually what we think that would uh you know what players would make that list so you know kyler um for your your all mac team where do you see um what are some players that you you all want to take a look at and say hey these are some players i think would be made, that would definitely be named to an all mac team well, so I don't really have like a, a definitive roster of every single position, but just, uh, you know, going through it, um, the first I got to, it's tough. You know, I think um, there's a big competition there between uh, Tenarius Harris from Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, um, Bentley Jones is another one who's got to be up there for running back. And, you know, Mojo Risen's also got to be up there. Um, yeah. Any one of those three guys could take home that running back. Um, between the quarterbacks, I'd pretty much see it between Curtis Andrews and uh, Harrison Murray for me. Okay. Um, I, I, I really don't see a lot of other quarterbacks in the map touching them uh, in terms of production and you know, overall impact. Um, uh, I'll do one more offense. I'll go ahead and say wide receiver. Um, my first pick would probably be Jason Nickelberry from uh, Kent State. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think he's incredibly talented, really showed out in the uh, Army-Navy game. Um, and then Brandon Reichel, who was a four-star, is now a five-star. Um, I think he's really going to show out for uh, Miami, Ohio. 
Um, going on the D line, um, I'd, I'd have to say Robbie Gonzalez is one. You know, yeah. elite defensive lineman. It's not even just me. You know, from a Miami Ohio perspective, I think he's just a he's a really legit talent. Um, Adonis Dracos is another one who I think is going to show out along with uh, Daniel Bailey for EMU. I think they've got a stout D line. Um, and then it's, I'll, I'll do a couple from the secondary. Um, again, it's going to be another one from Miami, Ohio, but I'm going to have to go with Jack King. Uh, I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, and yeah, I'd say probably that's that's a pretty decent list. I've been talking for long enough. Okay, no, all, all great, you know, great choices. Um, Kane, I mean, what do you what are your thoughts as you know as a head coach in the MAC? There's obviously some players you look at when you when you're running your sims. Uh, you know, for me at least, when I run my sims, and I'm like, man, I'm really tired of that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, whether it's on offense or defense, what are some what are some players that you look at and you like, man, I think they could really make a, a strong push for all that. Right. Yeah. So I I pretty much had the same list written out that uh, Kyler used. Um, I'll throw another quarterback in the mix, Tanner Jones, the Michigan transfer. Uh, yeah. I had the pleasure of helping K-Town game plan against him last year against Michigan. And uh, he he's hard to stop. He's uh, very versatile. Um, some other names, all, all the running backs he listed, Tenarius Harris, Mojo Rising, Bentley Jones. Um, wide receiver, uh, Bowling Green, uh, Brickham Ray, uh, yeah. elite wide receiver. He should be solid. Uh, tied in, watch out for uh, Blakely Radloff, uh, Kent State. Uh, he's actually an yeah. Ohio transfer, so I know him well. Um, and then, yeah, T.J. Smith, Robin Gonzalez for sure. Uh, Michael Brockman, linebacker for EMU. Uh, yeah. I had Jack King on my list as well. And let's see, uh, Stephen Brady, elite free safety for uh, Bowling Green. He will definitely be solid. Um yeah, I think uh, all those names uh, I think are for sure going to have big years. Uh, I'm really interested to see the way the quarterback uh, play shakes out in the MAC for sure. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, and definitely a lot of great players, a lot of uh, you know big big time names there that's going to be um, you know in the MAC and and push for that all MAC conference uh, team. And man, a lot of these guys. Are gonna, you know, outside of probably, you know, Tanner Jones, because um, I think – I believe it's his senior year. Um, it is. Yeah. I'm, all these guys that y'all just listed off are going to be probably watched by a lot of power three teams um, and, and probably hoping a lot of them go into the transfer pool on that seat. Um, Nico, give me your thoughts, man, on, on some people that uh, you, know, you believe could be in that old match. Uh, conference wish. Well, personally, I feel like y'all left off a name. Uh, it's going to blow a chip on the show. But I'm just going to throw my own name, Rip Tuttle, out there. Uh, a couple of breakouts last year, but I think I'm for a pretty big season this year. Back in a, a new, exciting offense. But uh, honestly, I don't really keep, you know, all the teams I just focus on. I can't list, but some of the names you did listen last season, and 
Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and no, I think they, I, th- I definitely think they uh, left you off their list. So <laughs> I'm going to go down mine because I did break mine down by position. Um, and you know, I hit just about every position uh, out there. It's sort of how the CFL does, CFFL does theirs at the end of the year. So my number one QB was Jake Brummer out of Bowling Green. And just because of the amount of weapons and what weapons he has around him. Uh, but I've got to give an honorable mention to two other QBs that I think can and will do very well. One is going to be Tanner Jones and the other one's going to be Oliver Rowland. Um, Tanner Jones out of Toledo and then Oliver Rowland out of Ball State. For my halfback, Man, Mojo Rising, you know, Ohio picking up an, an elite halfback, bringing a man with an elite QB. Um, dude, that's a nasty duo. And I think it's they're going to complement each other very, very well. Um, for the wide receiver, I agree. I think Brigham Ray um, is out of Bowling Green going to be a phenomenal. Um, I've also got Rip Tuttle um, and Tyler Matthews. Um, on that list. And then, you know, honorable mentions to that would be Lee Burton's out of NIU and then Brandon Reichel out of Miami, uh, Miami of Ohio. Um, tight ends, man. I think you nailed, nailed it on the head uh, there, Kane, with, with Blakely uh, Radloff, uh, going five star uh, tight end out of Kent State. Um, but, man, there's another five star tight end out there that plays for Miami of Ohio, Brayton Allen. And I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. Um, he's young, he's hungry, and, and he's got a lot of weapons around him. And he's got a really good QB to get him the ball. Um, that defensive line, I'm going to have to go with Aaron Josephs out of NIU. Uh, Dylan Schaefer, elite uh, defensive tackle out of Bowling Green. Daniel Bailey, who's a four-star defensive tackle out of ENU. And then I would have to say my other defensive end, it, man, it, when you look at the defensive ends that's in the match, um, it's really going to come down to, to either TJ Smith or or down to uh, Robbie Gonzalez. Both of them are going to be phenomenal. One's just going to have to step up and be a better better player than the other. Linebackers: Michael Brockman, five star out of EMU; Freddie Trammell Jr., five star out of EMU; and then Archer Berry, the four star um, out of NIU. Um, my corners: Jack King out of Miami. Jamal Haggins, four-star out of EMU. And then one that, man, when I, when, I, when I watched him play last year and seen him come back to the same program, uh, Nico Vanzetti, the three-star out of NIU. And that guy's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then safeties was Stephen Brady and then, uh, you know, the Ely out of Bowling Green. And then I'm going to go with Kyler Smith um, out of Miami. That that's who I look at as being all max. So there's 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 extensive list, and there were some that were honorable mentions because, and I threw them in honorable mentions because it's very hard to sit here and narrow it down to say, man, I think this QB is going to be better than this QB um, because you got to look at the weapons that, that they have with them. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at at Ohio's and man, his QB, he's just got so many weapons that he can really be versatile and be dangerous. Um, so, you know, moving on to, of those, who do you see in the match really competing for for All-American? Um, Kai. Oh, man. Oof. I mean, it, if you look at the talent in the actual Power 3 conferences, 
and you know the fact that the MAC is more of a feeder league per se, yeah. um, or at least that's how it's viewed. Um, it, it's it's going to be really tough for a lot of these guys to you know break out. Um, it, it would be pretty similar to the list I had before. Um, you know, some of those guys, um, you know, Jace Nickelberry's one. Yeah. Um, uh, Bentley Jones, I think, has a good shot at it. Uh, Jack King, if he can capitalize on that secondary. Um, Harrison Murray, Curtis uh, Curtis Andrews, guys like that. That'd probably be like my my uh, my five guys who I would give the real shot to. Um, Hector Avila from Miami is one that I've seen. Um, that I think definitely has the potential to do it. Um, it just depends how other teams can game plan for him and things like that. Yeah. But I think he absolutely has the potential to put up great numbers. Um, but I'd say he has less of a chance than the other people I listed. But it's still very possible. Okay. No, no. And, and Kane, what do you see of your list when you're looking at them? You're like, man, I got to circle these guys because I really think these ones particular – um, have a real shot at going for all American. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of names that are going to be deserving of it. Uh, but, you know, as we saw last season, we had, I believe we had one Mac player become an all American. He was a re- returner, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he was a kick returner. So um, it's definitely going to be tough. It's going to be tough for a Mac player to go and do that. But, um, you know, I, this is going to be a homer pick, but I really think Mojo Rising is going to have a big year. I think um, what yeah. Harrison Murray brings to the table is going to – it's just going to open things up more for him. Um, and it's no secret, I mean, that Ohio is going to run the ball uh, just based off the the speed at quarterback and at running back. Um, so, um, TJ Smith, your, your guy, uh, I would have him circled. Uh, just that really let's just put Miami defensive ends in that category that's uh it's scary um yeah uh I think that's uh, as far as all Americans I, I would say those are definitely the ones to watch out for really all of them that I listed uh could have those breakout years yeah no doubt no doubt um, and, and you know, Nico, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask your pick real quick. I mean, not so much uh, who do you think because you know you only explained uh, you know you, you you worry about you, you worry about your team, and and I love that uh, that aspect uh, that you bring in that mindset. Do you think that Rip Tuttle has the opportunity, or or do you foresee him having that sort of breakout year that can put him and solidify himself at least being nominated for All American in a wide wide receiver category? You know, why not? Defensive weapons that I'm going to have around him this year. Uh, I do personally believe we'll have the best quarterback and the best running back in the in the conference. So with those two getting a lot of attention, I feel like a lot of one-on-one opportunities for Rip Tuttle could, could benefit him. So uh, I don't see why not. No, absolutely. And I think you're right. I think uh, Rip Tuttle. I think Rip Tuttle stands a really good chance because a lot of teams are going to sort of game plan for for your QB and for for Mojo Ryzen. Um, that oftentimes we forget about you know maybe this other person or that person, uh, and you know you, you can't do that. You got to game plan for the whole team. Um, sure. 
but I've seen it. I've seen it where people try to shut one person down, and it leaves somebody else open to have a have a breakout game and, and a breakout season. So no, absolutely, I think you, you stand a good chance, uh, especially with you know who you've got surrounding you. Uh, for me, I didn't break it down as much as I did with the the All Mac, but I think Mojo Rising stands a really good chance of being. Uh, potentially in that category for the halfback category for for the um, All American. And here's another one that I, I now I'm telling you, I think it's my sleeper pick for for uh, an All American. That's going to be Brayton Allen. Just he, I mean, he's a phenomenal tight end who's going to be able to put up numbers, especially in the MAC, um, where some MAC teams um, are still sort of a little bit lacking on their secondaries um, right now. And, and I hope that gets better. I really do. Uh, but that's going to be that's going to allow some of these bigger guys, some of these faster receivers, people like Rick Tuttle, Tyler Matthews, to be able to go out there and have some really explosive games. Um, so Brayton Allen's definitely one that I've got circled. Um, and then I'm going to have to really go with Stephen Brady. I think he's a phenomenal uh, free safety who's going to do really, really well uh, in the MAC and, and put up some really big numbers that's going to allow him to be nominated for for that All American. Um, I even left myself out, so <laughs> you know. <clears throat> so uh, we'll we'll see how it turns out. But I think that the MAC has some some really deep talent this this year. Not saying they didn't last season, but I think this season there's just a lot more talent uh, spread across all the teams, and it's going to allow some of these players to really shine. Yeah, I really think like right now the MAC is is where the MAC was at the end of the season last year. At the beginning of the season yeah. last year, the MAC didn't have as as many of these elite players. Uh, by the end of the season, there definitely was with the recruiting through the season. Uh, yeah. No, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to focus on Nico a little bit more, on Rip Tuttle a little bit more. Um, so, what made you come to the MAC last Because this is your second season in the MAC. Yeah, right? it is. It is. So, so what is it that, you know, you were like, man, are, let me go to the map. Well, uh, coming out, I was just only a, a four-star, so kind of overlooked. And uh, I came in a little late, so a lot of the bigger names had, had been signed. And I just wanted to take the, take the chance to, to become, you know, the guy. That's what I want to be on the campus is the guy, known as the guy. I don't want to just be, you know, another dude. I want to be that dude. So that was a big reason why I came to the MAC, and uh, I think this is the year that people start to know that name. No doubt. So what what stopped you from going into the transfer portal? Because a lot of a lot of three stars went into the transfer portal, went on to bigger schools, and to the Power Three. What what made you well, stay? Kind at of home? feeding off what I, the last answer that I just gave you. Uh, I still just wanted to be that guy. And uh, I felt like we had a little momentum at Ohio, and uh, there's a little unfinished business that uh, I feel like that I have to come back for. One, be, being beating Bowling Green, I really have written on my list that I really want to beat them. 
Harris, who you know, left us. I kind of okay. for the, uh, you know, just 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 something to prove in the Mac, and what better to prove in the Mac? Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> okay. I like it, you know, and and I love the loyalty, the loyalty that you have to your program, um, and the fact that you want to make that program better. Um, you know, yeah, as, as the seasons go along. Um, the coach us <laughs> was the chance and. Just want to those guys. Oh yeah, and, and I mean y'all did y'all did well last last season. I think y'all will have a better season this year. Um, so what was it like for you to be named team team captain? Because I I haven't been personally I've never been named team captain, so I don't know that feeling. Um, what's it like to to you know how did y'all how did y'all come up with your team captain? Um, and sort of explain that process to us, and then um, how it felt for you to be named the offensive. You know, it was kind of a captain. surprise because we had, you know, the the two elites, the two elites come in, <clears throat> and that's who actually I voted for. You know, was those guys more status coming back and uh, saw the hard work and things like that, and they just and and voted for it. It does mean a lot. You know that people uh, and be active in the and really set a standard and a and a tone. So I mean, it meant a lot to me, to be honest. But the process just—that's yeah, awesome. The process. Man, you know, sorry, sorry. The <clears throat> go ahead. The, uh, our coach just sent us a list. It's a player, and everybody uh, just you know. <laughs> And there was no like, hey, please vote for me. Or that. So it was to, to receive that. Okay. No, awesome, man. And again, <clears throat> congratulations to you for being named team captain. That's, a, that's an awesome uh, uh, accomplishment. And, you know, and it, sets a lot, it says a lot about you as a player uh, for your team to sort of r- rally around you and say, Hey, this is who we, we, we all collectively come together and set one as our team captain and represent us, you know, at those point houses in the middle of the field, those sort of things. So no, awesome. Congratulations to you. Greatly appreciate it. Um, you being on here and then, and then you just, uh, uh man, we really, really hope that you have a phenomenal season this year. Uh, just don't do it in <laughs> week seven, man. Uh, yeah. You can take that week off. <laughs> Every week, man. No, um, no weeks off. No. I love it, brother. Love it, truly. Um, so I'm going to ask one question that we haven't – that I, I didn't put on the list because it's sort of my thing it, is I always ask sort of one question that nobody's anticipating um, in these podcasts. So I'm going to go around the horn on this and sort of get everybody's opinion on on one team that you know is on your schedule this season, that one that you're looking forward to playing, and then one that you're like, man, I really don't – I don't know if I really want to play that game, you know. Um, so, Kyler, who, who's the one team that you're looking forward, forward to playing this season, and then who's that one team that you sort of look at and you're like, man, that's going to be a really hard game for us? 
I mean, so when I say this, I don't want it to cause any sort of issues. But uh, there is one team that we have sort of a, uh, a sort of a de facto rivalry with. We have a you know a little bit of trash talk with Kent State being the two new teams and both from Ohio and all that, but we don't play them. No. Um, I'd say probably our other biggest rival, like when it comes to just who's the other most active team who you know reciprocates the trash talk most often, um, is probably Ball State. So I'm really looking forward to playing them. I think it'll be a good game. It'll definitely be competitive. I think we have a great coach. Um, you know, it'll be definitely some bragging rights in there. Um, but I think it'll be, you know, it'll be fun. It'll probably be one of the most enjoyable games in the season. I'm doing exclusively Mac for this, by the way, just the five Mac games. I'm leaving out the CFSL games. Um, or the, sorry, the Power 3 games. Um, and the team I'm looking least forward to, um, I mean, there's not really a game I'm not looking forward to. But uh, I guess if I could, like, sort of just guarantee a victory and not have to worry about playing them, oof, it's, t- it's between Bowling Green and Ohio. Um, they both got really strong teams, um, both really great coaches. Um, when it comes down to it, I'd probably say I fear Bowling Green a little more just because of um, our defensive line being as strong as it is. I feel like Miami has the ability to shut down Mojo Ryzen. Not shut him out, but at least, you know, mitigate the damage he's uh, able to do. So I'd probably say Bowling Green is going to be our, our toughest game this season. Um, so it's probably the one I would say I'm looking least forward to. Yeah. No doubt. Um, both great picks. You know. uh, <clears throat> Kane, what about you, brother? What What is the, the one team that you're like, man, I'm hyped about that game. I'm ready for that game. That's the game I want to go play. Um, and then that sort of game that you're looking back at your schedule and you're like, man, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so so our number one game that we're looking forward to is Bowling Green, uh, 100%. Uh, anyone in my locker room has that game circled on the calendar. Uh, it, and it's not so much about – the Bowling Green team this year, it's not rivalry that we, we built with them this year. Uh, it's probably just based on last year, guys that were here before. Um, and me and Assured, we both uh, play for Ohio State now. So, you know, I need a little bit of bragging rights there. Um, so, <laughs> no doubt. Uh team I'm mo- not looking forward to uh, is Miami. That's for sure. I, I do not want a game plan against Miami of Ohio defense. <laughs> Uh, at all, uh, I think it'll it'll be our toughest our toughest game to game plan for. So, not looking forward to it, but I am looking forward to it. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. No, no doubt, Miko. Um, you know what's that? What's that one team you're looking at and you're like, man, yes, I'm ready to ball out on that team. And what's that one team that you're looking at defensively? that you think you're going to maybe have a little bit of problems with? <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm going to reciprocate what our head coach said, but we're all eager for the uh, Bowling Green game, and that's the game I really just want to, you know, impose my will and go off on that team. And it's really just because the way we lost it last year, we were all really hyped for it, and then uh, – you know, it just ended, we just ended up wetting the bed in that game. I think they blew us out by multiple touchdowns. So, 
and ready to get after. And then on the other side, uh, I mean, you, you talked about, and I hate that we keep talking about the same couple teams from the MAC, but I mean, that Miami defense is scary. I hope we're able to uh, hold up on the offensive line. Gives if our running game's out there, then. Our passing game's probably not going to be there either. So uh, that's a game that I'm really kind of nervous about. But anything can happen in that. So. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell you, as a head coach, um, when I look at, at my schedule, and I mean, since everybody sort of left it as Mac, I'll, I'll keep it as a, as a Mac thing too. Um, the one team I'm sort of circled and that I'm excited to play because I think um, excellent, you know, when you've got two very competitive teams play each other, the best comes out of your players in those games. Um, so for me, the team I'm most excited about, uh, one, because they have sort of an in real life uh, rivalry uh, between each other. Uh, and that's my, uh, that's, that's Ohio. Um, I'm looking forward to week seven. Um, I, I know it's forever away, and I hope it stays forever away because uh, once we get to that week, that's it. That's week seven for us. But, um, you know, I, I've definitely got you guys circled because I know how fun that game's going to be. It's going to be two very competitive teams that have an all-star cast roster um, that really almost any player on y'all's roster, any player on Miami of Ohio's roster could easily be in a power three team. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that game for that reason, because I think it's going to bring out the best in Miami of Ohio. I think it's going to bring out the best in, in, in uh, the university of Ohio. So I think that game's going to be really fun and a very exciting game. Um, and if they don't do a Mac title game on its own and things sort of line up, I think that could very well end up being the Mac title game, how Toledo and Bowling Green was last season. I can see that. The team I don't look forward to the most on my schedule is Bowling Green. They got so many weapons offensively that they're very dangerous. They've got a very dangerous secondary. Um, They're just an all-around very well-balanced team, and it's hard to game plan for a team that's very well-balanced. So – that's sort of that team I've got on there, that circle that's like, man, I, I wish that game was non-existent. But it exists, and we're going to come out. We're going to be ready for it. Um, so I was going to go into let's rack and stack them one through eight, but I'm just going to say, everybody, give me your top top three most competitive most competitive teams in, in, in the map. Well, actually, you know, let's do this. Who do you see? We'll do it this way instead. Who do you see? What teams in week one from the match do you think are going to get the upsets on a, on a power three team? Kyler. Ooh. Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I'm just going through it right now and looking at uh, – all the teams mm, that they play, at least for the Mac. Uh, um, I think, and this is a bit of a homer pick, but I legitimately think Miami of Ohio has a uh, a, a power three caliber team, um, and they're playing who was one of the weaker teams 
in the CFSL last year in yeah. Florida State. So I think that, you know, there's a legitimate chance to win there. Um, I'd say I'd give Ohio a decent shot at being either one of those teams, Florida or Ohio State. I think they're both, you know, good teams, but I think Ohio is also good. Um, um, beyond that, I might give NIU a shot against Texas. That'll be a good matchup. Just because of, yeah, just seeing how it's more of a, uh, a gauge to see if Texas rebounded after what they had yeah. last season, which was very disappointing. Um, but beyond that, I don't really see a lot of teams beating uh, the CFSL teams. I, I don't see Bowling Green beating either of their teams, Ball State. Um, I don't really see EMU doing it. I can see EMU making it a close game in both of their games because they do have a talented yeah. team. Um, Kent State, I just with those two, particularly with the four-star quarterback going up against a, a power three secondary, I just don't see that working out. Especially not Kent State against that Nebraska defense. That's not no, really pretty. Nebraska's got a very um, powerful, very powerful defense. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and Toledo, I just I don't see them beating Clemson or Michigan, who I think are great teams. Um, and, and that's no disrespect to any of the MAC teams, but the only ones I see are Miami, Ohio versus Florida State. Ohio versus either of their uh, teams and a possible NIU upset. Over okay. Texas. All right. Kane, what do you think? What do you, what, what teams do you see out there based off week one? Um, what Mac programs do you think could probably get the upset? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I don't really, I don't have the schedule in front of me uh, to see all the week one games right now. Um, I guess I'll just kind of base it off, you know, talent on the roster. Uh, but who they're playing definitely ma- definitely matters. Uh, I think that that Miami versus Florida State matchup, uh, like like Collar said, is could be a good matchup for Miami. I think y'all, Miami's defense is is going to be power three level. I think uh, I mean it's no doubt the strength strength of that team, uh, and that and that can take them a long way, uh, especially against power three teams. Um, you know, yeah. of course, I, I feel good about. Ohio, uh, I'm excited. Uh, it's it's a tough tough task. Uh, I'm excited to play against K Town. Uh, my old co- coach uh, taught me everything I know about this, so it's going to be a, a chess match and it's going to be fun. But we're going to have to play our best our best game for sure. Um, oh no doubt. I think EMU. I think I think EMU is a surprising team in the MAC. I think that they have a lot of depth. Um, I think that could take them a long way. Uh, you know, they have. I think they have more guys than than anyone in the MAC at this point. Um, and you know, just filling fill positions and, and not having those fifty five overalls on the field, uh, the walk ons. I think I think that matters. So there, I I really think there's going to be a surprise this year in week one or week two. Um, it's definitely a tough task, though. No, no doubt, no doubt. And you know, these all these ads are, are are great at what they do, or else they wouldn't be ads in in the power three. So, you know, they're all great game planners. Um, and I'm I'm a sort of uh, go off of what y'all said. I think Miami has a really good chance at beating Florida State, and that's nothing against Florida State because they're man, they've they they were my pick for who had the best recruiting class uh, this off season. I think Florida State came out, really recruited very well, and filled a lot of their holes. Um, but I do believe that 
Miami stands a really good chance of coming in and upsetting Florida State. Um, I think the matchup between y'all, because y'all have Florida week one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that, that's going to be a really tough game. Um, and, you know, for both of y'all, not just not just for you, but I think it's going to be a tough game for Florida. Uh, and I am I know for a fact that uh, my co-host, Stephen Fellows, has not taken you guys light. <laughs> um, and he's not sleeping on you guys. Um, you know, he... Me and him and have, have talked about it before, and he, he's excited for week one. He's ready to come out and, uh, you know, have a great game against you guys. But I think y'all do stand a really good chance because of the players, the caliber of the players that you have on your team. Um, and I'm going to, to go with both of y'all on this. I think EMU stands a really good chance um, to go in and make a statement against Alabama. Do I think that they go come out with the W? I don't know. Um, Willie D's really good at what he does, and he's done a fantastic job of pulling in a lot of talent around him and not having any of those walk-ons on the field, um, especially at the wide receiver court because he's at like eight or nine wide receivers now. So, man, if he can get to where he's subbing those guys in so frequently that he wears down Alabama's defense, I think he gives himself a better chance. Um, and then I'm going to go, yes, I think the NIU stands a good chance at, at pulling off the upset there as well. Um, Wookie's got a season in this already as a Mac coach. He's, he's already got a lot of games under his belt as a, as a game planner. I think he's learned a lot. I think he's hungry. And I think he stands a good chance at coming out and, uh, you know, having a, uh, having a great week one and showcasing – those talents. And, and here's the beauty about week one. Nobody knows anybody's tendencies. So nobody knows what Ohio is going to do in that Florida Gator game. Right. Um, and that's the beauty because you can catch somebody sleeping. You can catch somebody off guard. And, and I think that's where um, NIU is going to be become very successful in that is because he's going to be able to do that with his players. He went out and got his QB and you know, he, he's got full confidence in that guy, and, and I think NIU can do very well uh, in that week one matchup. Um, so I know I'm going to go ahead and scratch this last uh, this last rankings of one through eight. You know, the more I thought about it, the more uh, I just didn't think it was the right thing to do, um, controversy-wise. I don't need anybody getting their feelings hurt. Um, but, man, I, I think all the, the Matt teams are going to do really well this season. And uh, – you know, I, I think, you know, I, I think we'll have a better season than what the Mac did last season, uh, as far as wins. You know, get more wins in that uh, win column. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely. Um, Kane, I and brother, I appreciate you. I, I know uh, Rip Tuttle already bounced out on us. Uh, Rip, I, I greatly appreciate you being on the show with us tonight. And uh, if you ever, if you get the chance to listen to it which I hope you do. We want to give a shout-out to you again. Congratulations on being named team captain for, for your program and for your team. It says a lot about you as a person and as a player. Um, Kane, brother, man, I'm excited about us meeting up in week seven, man. I, I think it's going to be a great show, um, and I'm excited to go put on a show for this for this team, especially being, for this, uh, this league, especially with it being our last week, so. I look forward to seeing you on week seven, brother. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I'm looking forward to it as well.
Oh, no doubt. Kyler, hey, as always, thanks for being here. And then one last thing, we always give a shout-out to all the other podcasts. Really appreciate what they do uh, by providing content for the league and for us to all get to, to sit down and just listen maybe an hour, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, um, of their thoughts. So to Inside Blitz, um, to Fourth and Inches, to uh, Uncle Pack, <laughs> to Southern Pride, um, there's the one with Trigger. I can never get that name right on the uh, – what's that? Player's Corner. Player's Corner. Corner. And Trigger's – is the um, – the truck one, semi one. I can't think of it. Um, I always just know it's him, though. Um, so, hey, we want to give yeah. a shout-out to all you guys. Greatly appreciate the, lot, the content that you provide for for, for our league. Uh, outside of that, greatly appreciate everybody listening and tuning in. Go hit that like, that subscribe, that share button, whatever. And uh, let's all go out and have a great exhibition week and a, and a phenomenal week one.